juicy strawberry catastrophe. As the sun rose over Plumpton Village on a beautiful summer's morning, Etta Earth pottered around her kitchen garden, nattering away to her plants, shrubs and trees. How are you this morning? She asked, the blueberries bending down to inspect them closely. Not blue enough. She stood to walk on when a kerfuffle by the strawberry patch caught her attention. Oh my, that is a lot of noise for a strawberry patch. Whatever could be the matter? Look at that one. Oh, Etta, there you are. Chirped Blue, Etta's feathery friend. You must sit down and get ready for a wonderful surprise. Oh, I do love surprises. Etta plonked her bottom down on the wooden bench as Blue flapped excitedly around her head. <laughs> Look. Blue moved himself out of the way, revealing a grinning Spike the Hedgehog, who was holding a rather fine-looking strawberry. Etta's eyes widened. Here you go, Etta. Thank you, Spike. Oh, my! This strawberry is the perfect shade of red. Oh! The perfect balance of juicy sweetness. We must pick them all. At once! Etta rushed back to her cottage to fetch her picking basket. In a flash, she was back at the strawberry patch, kneeling on the ground, picking the juicy berries. Oh, morning, Etta! The sleepy voice belonged to Trixie the caterpillar. Morning, Trixie. Are you hungry? Oh, as a matter of fact, I'm rather ravenous. Oh, good. You must try one of my delicious strawberries. I think they might be my best yet. Tell me what you think. Oh, why, thank you. Yum, 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 yum. Oh, Etta, they are truly delicious. By lunchtime, the whole village was talking about Etta's juicy strawberries. By tea time, a long queue had formed outside Etta's garden gate. In fact, the entire town was queuing up to taste Etta's strawberries. And by sunset, they had all gone, except for the punnet Etta had saved for her friends, Blue, Spike and Trixie. That evening, they all sat in Etta's kitchen garden, enjoying the fruits of her hard work. <laughs> The next morning, Etta woke, stretched, and then remembered how happy her strawberries had made the people of Plumpton. My strawberries made everyone so happy. I can't wait to see what goodies my garden has for them today. Then she hopped out of bed and got herself ready for her very favourite hobby, gardening. However, when Etta opened her curtains, she got a shock. Oh, my! The people of Plumpton were all queuing outside her garden gate again. Etta hurried downstairs to find out what they all wanted. She didn't have to wait long, for as soon as the villagers saw Etta, they began to shout for more strawberries and wave their empty punnets in the air. Uh, Blue, how many ripe strawberries are there today? I'll go and check. Please hurry. Morning, everyone. Etta, your strawberries are wonderful. How did you do it? Oh, Etta, please say some scrummy, juicy strawberries to share. Etta, Etta, let's have a photo of you and your strawberry fans for the Plumpton Gazette. Oh, help! At that moment, Blue flew back and whispered discreetly into Etta's ear. There are only small green strawberries left, Etta. What shall we do? Oh, my, I I'm not sure. Thank you, Blue. Etta turned back to the crowd. Thank you all so much for your very kind words. Um, I just have a slight problem. The next crop of strawberries aren't quite 
Ready? Oh, no. When will they be ready, Etta? Yes, Etta. How much longer is this little boy going to have to wait? They probably won't be ready for a few days. So three days? At least. <laughs> you heard it here first, everyone. Three days. The reporter began to scribble in his notebook. Come on, everyone. Etta has work to do. We'll be back in three days. Oh, no. Uh, they might not be. That was only a guess. But no one was listening, and the crowd began to walk away, muttering miserably to each other. Three days, Etta. Do you really think the strawberries will be ready by then? I hope so. Oh, Etta. She rushed off to fetch her watering can. If the strawberries stood any chance of being ready in three days, they would need lots of water. As Etta showered the strawberry plants, she noticed something on the leaves. Oh no! Pesky aphid flies! Shoo! Go on, shoo! But the aphids didn't take any notice of Etta, so she called her friends the ladybirds, who loved to eat naughty aphids for breakfast, lunch and tea. Hello, ladybirds. Hello, Etta. Isn't it a fine morning? It is. It is a fine morning. You must be feeling peckish. Luckily for you, there are lots of tasty aphids on these leaves. Feel free to help yourselves to as many as you like. Oh, thank you, Etta. Don't mind if we do. Etta fussed around the strawberry patch all day, weeding, watering and adding compost from her compost heap to feed the soil with lots of natural goodness. That evening, as Etta stood staring at the green strawberries, she noticed a ruffling of leaves at the far end of the strawberry patch. Who is that in my strawberry patch? It's only me, Etta. Spike the Hedgehog. Spike? What are you doing? I I've been eating up the slugs for you, but I'm a bit bored of them now, and I was wondering if there might be a ripe strawberry or two going spare. Certainly not, you greedy hedgehog. Now, if you've quite finished, Gobbling slugs, please could you kindly leave my strawberry patch? Well, I was only trying to help you, Etta, but I won't bother again. And with that, Spike skulked off in a huff. Etta knew that no matter how much she fussed and watched, wished and hoped, the strawberries were still far from being ready to eat. <laughs> After a sleepless night, she woke up the next morning, determined to make her strawberries grow. I can do this. Ever since they were teeny tiny little seeds I've cared for my strawberries Trixie was shocked. Etta had never told her off for eating anything in her garden before. 
However, today, a rather cross Etta picked up poor Trixie and marched her across the garden. I don't have enough strawberries for all the villagers. And now they are getting very cross with me for not making them grow faster. Suddenly, Etta had an idea. The last time she had visited the garden centre, she had seen an advert for a spray that gave plants a boost and helped them to grow faster. But should I? Uh, I, I probably shouldn't. Pardon, Etta. You're mumbling. I, c I can't quite hear you. Never you mind what I'm saying. Now, stay away from my strawberries, you naughty girl. Oh. Back at the strawberry patch, Etta examined the berries and the leaves. Oh, there are still too many pesky aphid flies. It's probably nothing the ladybirds can't handle, but then again, in the garden centre there is a spray that can help the ladybirds move the aphids on. Maybe I'll just pop along and take a little look. So Etta set off for the garden centre and when she got there, she got completely carried away. She filled her trolley with soil fertiliser that promised... Magnificent green leaves and tasty berries! Oh! A grow-faster liquid for gardeners in a hurry that claimed to produce instant results. Yes! A spray for keeping fruit-eating bugs and aphids away and slug pellets that boasted to keep... Even the most troublesome slugs at bay. Perfect! Etta knew that Blue would not approve, so she tiptoed through the garden gate, looking left and right, up and down, to make sure he wasn't around. Once she was certain he was nowhere to be seen, she began to spray and scatter all the helpful products she had bought. Oh, and you! Hi, Etta! Etta jumped up into the air. Blue laughed and then he began to cough and splutter. <coughs> what is that? This? Oh, they, it's nothing. There's nothing. And what are all those things over the soil? Because why can I eat them? Just at that moment, one of the ladybirds flew along to help herself to an aphid feast when she also began to cough. Edgar, there's bugs sprayed all over these leaves. We can't eat the aphids now. We'll get poisoned by the chemicals in the spray too. Etta, Earth, what have you done? Oh, be quiet. This is my garden, Blue, and I will do whatever I must to help my strawberries grow. You mean to grow quickly to save you the embarrassment <coughs> of having to tell the villagers <coughs> that the strawberries are still not ready? That is not true. But Etta was lying and she crossed her fingers behind her back. Etta, you said that sprays are really bad for all the creatures that live in your garden. I haven't used that much. Just enough to give my strawberries a little boost. Blue was so upset and his cough was making him feel so poorly, so he flew away in disgust. For the rest of the day, Etta squirted her new miracle sprays. Just a little here. Oh. Every now and then she would remember her granny telling her never to tamper with nature by using chemicals in her garden, as they can harm the health of all the small creatures living in it. Then she would remember the little boy who'd been so upset and was looking forward to eating more of her strawberries. And there was the reporter, who would probably just call her a liar in the Plumpton Gazette if the strawberries weren't ready in three days like she said they would be. One by one, the creatures who had always helped her organic garden began to pack up their belongings and leave. Even Blue and Spike had left in a huff. Etta, your new miracle sprays are so stinky and horrible that we are leaving. Oh, please don't go, Spike. I'll only use a little bit more of my miracle sprays and pellets 
until the strawberries are ready for the villagers. Oh, my. The more creatures that left the garden, the more sprays Etta needed. Slowly but surely, all the insects disappeared. And because the wind had blown the sprays to the trees and hedges, all the birds that had been happily nesting decided to move on. Etta looked around her once busy garden to find there were no bees or butterflies for pollination, no ladybirds to eat the aphids, and no birds to eat the bugs. Even the worms and microbes that made the soil rich had packed up their bags. It's stinky around here. I'm off. Wait for me. I'm coming with you. I'm coming too. The evening before the villagers were due to return, the strawberries were finally ripe. However, they didn't look plump or the perfect shade of red like the first yield. In fact, these strawberries were half the size of the ones before. Etta tasted one. Oh, my. You're not the same balance of juicy sweetness at all. But Etta had no choice. She couldn't possibly disappoint the people of Plumpton again. So she picked the berries, rinsed them thoroughly of all the sprays and put them in punnets, ready for the demanding villagers. <laughs> the next morning, Etta Earth woke to the sound of the gathering crowd outside her garden gate. She nervously peeked out from behind her curtain. Oh, my! There are so many people. The little boy who had been so upset was there, the reporter from the Plumpton Gazette, and to Etta's horror, dizzy disaster could be seen right at the back of the crowd, gazing up at the clouds. Oh no, Dizzy's here. That always means there's going to be a disaster. But what could go wrong now? The strawberries are all ripe and ready. As Etta went outside to greet the villagers oh, with Etta, a tray of strawberries, they all began to cheer. The reporter from the Plumpton Gazette hurried over and took a photo of Etta and her strawberries. But Etta didn't look very happy at all. Hold it there. There we go. Let me help you with those strawberries. We've kept the good people of Plumpton waiting long enough. With that, the reporter began passing the punnets around the crowd. Like some strawberries. Oh, thank you. Hey, yuck, they're not very juicy. And they are too small, said an old lady with her nose all wrinkled up in disgust. Everyone began to grumble and plonk their punnets back on the tray. Etta Earth lets down strawberry fans. This is going to be my front page story. But, but I... It was no use. Everyone returned the strawberries and stomped off in a huff. All except for one person. Oh, Etta, I know exactly what's happened here. Etta saw Bod Biodiversity looking at her sympathetically. Have you been tampering with Mother Nature? Yes. I bought some sprays and pellets to try and help my strawberries. But you know that nature is a delicate balance. And if you disturb it with sprays and pellets... It can cause all sorts of trouble. Just look around your garden. Where are all the creatures? And your friends, Blue and Spike? They've gone. And Trixie? Oh, Ethel. I just hope that Blue, Spike and Trixie can forgive me and will come home. Don't worry. As long as you don't use any more nasty sprays, your friends will eventually return to your kitchen garden. Bod was right. Before long, Etta's garden was a hive of activity once more, and Etta promised to be patient. I will never tamper with Mother Nature's work again. And I'll make sure of that, Etta. A and so will I. Your granny always said organic kitchen gardens are much healthier for everyone.
The Juicy Strawberry Catastrophe, narrated by Helen Martin. Etta Earth and the Granny, played by Gemma Anderson. Blue, played by Lucas Saunders. Spike and Trixie, played by Helen Martin. The Ladybird, played by Isabella Saunders. The Upset Little Boy, played by Theo Saunders. Bod Biodiversity, played by Joe Churchman. The Reporter, played by James Saunders. Script Consultant, Siobhan Curram. The Juicy Strawberry Catastrophe, written and produced by Joe Churchman. The Juicy Strawberry Song, written and produced by LFO Sound. Lyrics by Joe Churchman and James Saunders. Vocals by Gemma Anderson. You have been listening to an Eco Tales production. Eco-tales!